Joel and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we stand, the Wurundjeri people and the Kurnagana people respectively. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the Whiplash podcast featuring Cinemangs and I'm the host, <laughs> Hold on <a> Joel, <laughs> with special guest star... Uh, Matthew Angert. Not not special guest star. I'm here every week. I don't know if you knew. Shut up. <laughs> and we here. also have Kyle uh, McLaughlin, a good friend of ours. It's, yeah. it's not his name. You're fired, Joel. You're, <laughs> you're <not> fired. <laughs> no more hosting. Best intro yet. All right, so <laughs> let's get into the, the meat of the fruit. Hi, As Kyle. We like to say. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad. I think I need to change my name to, last name to McLaughlin now. That does uh, have a nice ring to it, Kyle McLaughlin. What, I like it. What was your name, um, Cruz Sizzlak? Yeah, Is that you? I know. Yeah, I'm Cruz Scooter Sizzlak. Like. Don't out him. That's, that's someone else. I'm C- Scooter. Yeah, oh, Scooter. You're Scooter Sizzlak. Yeah, yeah, Cruz Sizzlak yeah. is uh, other friend of the show, Drew McLean, who we will have on very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to, to introduce you a little bit, you're our friend. That's about it. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and, 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 and we love you. So it's, it's great. We do love you. And, that's why um, you're here. I feel lo- and I you feel love very loved. Yeah. Well, you should. That's great. I really uh and 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 so we've got this movie that we're going to do the podcast on. It's called Whiplash. It and the thing about Whiplash is it's about a drum man and Kyle is a drum man. Just so happens to be a drum man. So can you give us a little background on your drumming? What lifestyle? is a drum, Kyle? <laughs> drum well, the drum is a round drum. thing that you hit. Nah. Um, I started playing drums when I was in like grade two. I remember my mum and dad got wow. me a drum kit. And you're now my in grade guitar. three, I believe. Uh, no, grade four, <laughs> honey. Uh, nah, um, started in grade two, had lessons up until what, year 10. And then I've been in a few bands, concert bands, rock bands, drum lines. And now I play oh, really? for my own liking and i go to gigs all the time because i no longer live in the country it's that's i have right. a great yeah. memory of being alone at kyle's house well not alone because kyle was there and <laughs> him doing a little drum practice and then i stood on the porch and i freestyled for about a half an hour wow. while he was playing to his playing drums and i and it was just a really great euphoric time because People would walk by and, you know, normally they walk by and they're like, oh, the loud house. But this time <laughs> yeah. they, they walk by and they're like, oh, it's the crazy man it's the in the loud house. house. <laughs> <laughs> the loud house is once again loud. Why is that guy yelling about rhymes? <laughs> Why yeah. doesn't he shut up? Carl, you're in, in prime uh, non-COVID times. You were you were going out to gigs to see live music, what, like four four nights a week? Yeah, right? three or four nights a yeah, week, solid. Um, <laughs> and that's while working full-time. Oh, 30 hours a week but um, and part-time uni. But, yes, full-time, yeah. more right. than full-time work, pretty much. Committed. You're a committed man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, so... I just want to ask about uh, your drum teacher to start off with because... This film is about a drum teacher and a drum duh, a drum duh. And so I, I like for me, uh, the, uh, the, all the music teachers I had, because I didn't go to any fucking fancy New York schools where they abuse you 
were like just the nicest fucking people ever and like yeah that's really pretty, great pretty, to be around pretty groovy dudes so how was it music. for you with your drum teacher yeah or so teachers? i've had a few different teachers over the years um the one that was the longest and the most recent was duck the name was Jamin, damon j uh amazing they were oh, just yeah. the like bird sorry like Birdman. What? Birdman. <laughs> what do you mean, like Birdman? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> isn't, 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 no, just continue. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do not get away with this. What the fuck isn't, are you talking about? Isn't, 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 there, isn't there a drummer that they reference in this movie called Bird? Charlie Boy? Parker? The bird, yeah. The yard, yard bird? But they get, yeah, he gets a nickname Bird. I guess yeah, so, yeah. 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 Yeah, so, all right, so I'm right, all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. No. And anyway. he was called Duck, which is really cool. That's du- oh, that's the connection. I see. Yeah. Duck bird. Yes. yes. Yeah. Good connection. Duck, duck, goose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were all usually all very nice. Uh, a lot of them were weird. Musos are weirdos, especially. I went yeah. to the drummers. Like, uh, yeah, drummers are fucking weirdos. All musos yeah. are. But I. So he was my teacher for a fair few years. He. He was a great teacher. Like one of his students, he bought a fucking drum kit for the guy's wedding or something. I don't know. He kept in touch with wow, a lot of them. Sweet. Just an all-round great person. Um, That's awesome. He was he led the uh, drum crew for like a drum line that I was in for years. We did things from like percussion performances with brooms where you sweep and bang and we're all on the stage sweeping um, for a set. That's so interesting. Yeah, different percussion styles. Um we played on the back of like a trailer throughout the town and the vice principal like drove around and we were all drumming on the back of the what? trailer. That's yeah, sick. the Vice of Folio Parade and Drawn. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, wow. nice. I did that for three, I did that three years in a row. Um, Dude, I might have been there for that. Maybe. Because I've been to a few of those. Dude. That's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's bonkers. Um, but I never went to like the Fancy Dancy um music schools my school wasn't very yeah, yeah they had a music program and then when i got there it sort of all fell to shit <laughs> um right yeah because you dismantled that or no no the you school the just down. sort of started going downhill a bit um in the music yeah. side and it started going to the sports side because you know sports uh yeah, it was one of those money, music sports schools i actually did my it traineeship with a thing called afl ready or some shit <laughs> <That's right. laughs> which is always funny like to me because i have a certificate like on the wall that mum put up and it just says joel anderson afl certificate <laughs> 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 even though it's for like literally uh, information digital images and technology it's yeah um, and one you, thing you know, I always for, any, for anyone who doesn't know you, Joel, you're not really an AFL player, are you? No, I love footy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. Footy's man. my bloody life, man. Dude, there's one thing I love. It's pies. It's pies and and in conjunction snags, with the football. Mate. That's right. Yeah, bloody meat cold ones one as well. On a pie. Love a good yeah. meat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, Kyle, one thing I always, um, I think that there's a stand-up bit about this where I'm not sure who it is, but basically the the conception of it is that drummers are always crazy they're yeah. always named something like duck or, or bird or, or yeah gobunzo bean boy or whatever the <laughs> fuck and and the and and the reason that they like tend to be a bit more uh, of a weirdo as you put it than 
the rest of the people in the band is because they have to keep like multiple uh, time signatures yes. and rhythms in their brain at the I've same heard time. This bit, I think, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, everyone in the band should, depending on what type of band. Like oh, okay. the the drummer's main role usually, if, if it's like in a big band or even even a jazz band or rock band sort of scenario, any ensemble, they're mainly just to keep time. They're the rhythm. Rhythm yeah. is time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Put that in a book. <laughs> rhythm, rhythm is, is time. time. By Carl. Well, that's actually a pretty good um, because we don't time doesn't really exist, but that's right. we know what rhythm circle. does because it exists in all of us. So. If we're going to compare time, then we might as well use rhythm. Um, Yeah, I I think um, the first time... Wait, I have a crazy drummer to talk about. Um, Oh, yeah, do it. I will shamelessly shout out Garlic Nun, a local Melbourne band who we're all fans of. Um, And Tasty Treat from the Indian restaurant. That's No, Garlic Nun, not Garlic Nun. Important distinction. But you definitely said Garlic Nun. I said Garlic Nun, you fucking... They've had a Garlic Nun gig and they gave out free Nun bread. It was amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) It was a bit stale. That's fucking cool. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Garlic Nun, uh, they're, they're a band in the city. I haven't seen Garlic Nun play, but I've seen the drummer from Garlic Nun play. Uh, he was filling in for someone else's band or something. Um, Kyle, you were with me this night. We went to the Tote and uh, he played this little, like, this. it was just like a two-man set in sort of the front bar area. It wasn't like a big stage or anything. But he played with no shirt, no shoes, and his body is like completely covered with insane tattoos and he's just fucking wild like he's incredibly good drummer but he's just like that full stereotype of like yeah the drummer is the craziest guy on stage like yeah he's been he's in a few different bands i think he's actually in that band or it's just a small thing that he does with his mate oh sweet okay because yeah. like i remember he's in Badalanan. sydney road music festival or something like that what did mm. uh brunswick music festival or sydney road anyway they played the stay gold and he was in this first band with um, bloke named Sam McPherson. They did a set, and then next set, fuck it, he's on again in Garlic Nun. <laughs> and he was just oh, wetting gosh. bullets. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes. yeah, so Whiplash, that's this week's movie. Uh, Kyle, you brought us Whiplash. Uh, I think we've all seen it before this podcast. Yes. Correct? Yeah, let's, let's, let's quickly dive into Kyle's history with yeah. this film. Tell us. Oh. When was the first time you saw this movie? What did you? What was your first yeah. impression of it? Um, what were you doing? Since what drugs were you on? I was sober, and since I'm my parents' little uh, drummer boy, they're like, "Oh, Carl, <laughs> drummer movie out. We should all watch this. Sit down oh, and watch it." <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice family. Flick. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So that's really sweet. The like, that's really nice of them. Um, yeah, everyone yeah. fucking loved it. It was really intense. Yep. Um, uh, I remember my brother was like, yeah, it's a good movie. And then my mum, mm. dad and I fucking loved it. It was mad. Yeah, you were yeah, just yeah. like taken taken by it fully, like yeah. totally yeah. mystified by it's, it. Yeah, it yeah. like gives, it motivates me to jump on and then play an hour straight mm. seven days in a week. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting totally. that it does that because it does that for me as well a little bit. And the movie, according to the director, is actually about addiction rather than about like a drama. Yeah, it's like, about it's about addiction. It's about obsession, so, right? Like it's yeah. Well, specifically, he says addiction because uh, yeah, and anyway, there's a bunch of parallels, but um, but it it's it's about it's about addiction in the way that like the sort of both sides of it, you know. 
the beautiful and the incredibly dark and and horrific sides. Yeah. At, at the same time, you know that obsessive obsession side where you know you 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 almost need addiction to become this you know uh, this incredibly talented drummer in this way. Um, but for me, histor- historically with this film, it was actually sort of similar because it was a family member that told me about it which hasn't happened too many times in my life, and it was a cousin. I have no idea who their name is, who their name is. You don't know your cousin's <laughs> name? Their name your is. cousin's name? Dude, I don't know any of my cousin's names. That's horrid. I barely ever met them. They live <laughs> in WA and stuff. Anyway. Um, my, ca- my fucking cousins live in America. I know their goddamn names, man. Yeah, That's... but you go over there and you... I've been there twice have... in my fucking life. Yeah, and you go skip around. I've been there once I when skip. I was like... Skipping is Eight. a great way to learn your cousin's names. Yeah. Maybe I've been there more times. Maybe, Maybe I'm just really dumb. Maybe, Maybe you're just a bad anyway. family member. <laughs> Maybe you are yeah. a bad cousin, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Surprise, totally we've actually case. got your and cousins I'm glad on the you guys... podcast this week. They're listening yeah. in and they're very sad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys attacked me for this. It's, I really of appreciate course. it. Anyway. <laughs> great anyway. Whatever. Her name was Susan. We'll just call her Susan. And yeah. she was like, yeah, Bryce, um, have, you, have you seen this? No, sh- no, leave it in. Uh, have you seen this movie? Or, uh, just told me about this movie. Like, it's very intense, sort of, is the way that they couched it. And then they were like, also, it's like the best film they'd ever seen. I remember it not being someone who was definitely a movie movie person. But this film was pretty, uh, like... Uh, uh, first of all, well well received, very well received, but yeah. also like uh, a lot of people were talking about it at the time and still to this day. But um, yeah, so then I uh, didn't watch it, but then eventually I think, I think my brother got gifted a copy of it for his birthday. So we have a DVD copy, um, which mm. I watched it on this time and the last time, and I watched it with my brother, I'm pretty sure, and I was totally blown away by the extreme lengths that the film goes to uh, in terms of acting. Like, the performances are the thing that got me on the first watch. Like, I, I was totally uh, enthralled and captured by them. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, and then this time watching it was even better. But what was your history, Matt? Um, I also watched it when I was probably probably like 15 or 16 it, it was a 2014 came film, out in so 2014 yeah. yeah yeah um and i i remember that I, i've changed a lot in those like five years since i saw it first but like there's still a part of me that watches this movie and is uh, and uh, maybe this is the same with everyone watching it but like i am i consider myself to have quite an obsessive personality like i go pretty deep into the things that i'm interested in uh and I very much, on the first watching of this, I very much watched it and was like, yeah, that makes sense. I would, I would dump my girlfriend for greatness. Like, I would, I would throw away everything to be the best. Like, that mm-hmm. makes complete sense to me. I'd be a dick. Yeah, for, yeah for, totally. For the sake of, yeah. of you know, success. Yeah, yeah. And, and I haven't, I don't think I've really done that because I've, I've sort of uh, come to more terms of like, oh, yeah, it's also nice to have friends and, you know, have yeah. satisfaction outside of your career. But, like, mm-hmm. the... Yeah, the mentality in, especially in that scene where he's explaining to his, um, his not uh, necessarily girlfriend, but um, the female love interest uh, that he's like, 
wants to throw everything away. He thinks she's going to distract him. He just doesn't understand, obviously, that he's, like, really offending her. Um, Melissa... Ben- Melissa ben- Benoist. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was actually the first uh, scene that they filmed for really the movie. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Which like, is wow. crazy because she nails it completely. Yeah, she does. Like, she, she, she gets has... the, the character absolutely perfectly. Yeah. But that's the first scene. And then the earlier scenes where you see both of them together that's filmed after this scene. So it's almost that the yeah. character is based on her reaction to yeah, him yeah, being yeah. a dick, yeah. which is and just she, she She has less than 10 minutes of screen time in this movie and mm-hmm. she's fucking brilliant. Like, she just knocks she it is. out of the park. Yeah. Um, but uh, Damien, uh, the director, talks Damien about, Chazelle. you know, casting... Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, Chazelle, that's how it's pronounced. I believe. Chazelle. Yeah, cool. Damien right, Chazelle, uh, who... Fuck up names, so it doesn't matter. Who's... Uh, an awesome director, and I, I believe he's part of a new wave of cinema that, of of like this like sort of traditional like um, music based cinema. Yeah, um, can we just is let's is, just look is, through yeah, his but just, filmography for to, a second. To, to this point, he he casts he he casts based on on face on the face and the eyes. Alfred Hitchcock yeah, and various uh, directors always talk about casting based on the eyes because that's what you used for you use for acting. Mm. Um, and I think that for the case of, of, of uh, Melissa, perfectly cast because her eyes are so expressive in these scenes and it totally translates what uh, she's feeling and the entire situation perfectly without any words. And yeah. it's all just based on her exp- facial expression. But, yeah, let's uh, talk about his... Uh, his cinematography. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, Danny Chazelle's filmography... Uh, 2009, Guy and Madeleine on a Park Bench. 2014, Whiplash. 2016, La La Land. 2018, First Man. Which I I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of First Man. I found it kind of boring, but it was received quite well. La La Land is obviously mm-hmm. like Academy Award. He got the Academy Award for Best Director, mm-hmm. um, nominated for Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. He also wrote The Last Exorcism Part Two and Grand Piano in 2013, and uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane in 2016, which I think is a pretty fucking fun movie. We we saw that movie together. We did, and yeah. Had a good time. That's right, yeah. with your dad. That's um, important. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. of almost all these movies. I oh, okay. the movie. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that um he ha- only has two, in terms of directing, he only has two, th- uh, three, I guess, uh, bigger films. Um, La La Land, I would say, is like the the biggest one, and I've never seen it, and nor will I because it doesn't interest me. But I'm really, I do appreciate the style of movie that he's, you know, introduced back into Hollywood, and I think he's done it in a really fantastic way. Mm. Um, he's so, a great director. La La Land is, um, I haven't seen it, so so please correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I, La La Land and Whiplash are both musical movies, but that's about the end of their similarities. Yeah. La La Land, I think, yeah. is far more like stylized and sort of. Uh, it's la la it's yeah yeah, i mean it's la la land right whereas obviously whiplash is really fucking not that you know (laughs) whiplash is both a car accident and a wap wap no it's not a wap wap it's a A wet ass pussy (laughs) what happens when you get hit by a um speaking of 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 sex and sex stuff Let's Where's do my going? description of the oh, movie. Oh, cool. Um, yes, okay, so, so Joel has written us a <clears throat> description in an alternate uh, genre. Joel, what? Joel? Joel? Joel, what's your genre? Well, it'll be quite uh, obvious. Okay. Right. 
this XXX rated subdom bonanza <laughs> is sure to titillate and torment horny boys across the seven plains. It, <laughs> in the aptly named Whiplash, we see a fit, obsessive twink meet his master, uh, a dominating, fully shaven, hardcore fucker. You won't want to miss this high tension, super sexin' BDSM romp. Jesus. <laughs> Honey, he ain't no twink. So, <laughs> he's not a twink. Yeah, he's, so, he's, he's a bit of a, like, what, is it an otter? I don't know, but whatever. Um, he, yeah, he's sorry, Carl, we didn't intro that. This uh, Often we will do descriptions of movies, uh, but we will write them as if they are uh, genres that they are not really. So, like, for yeah. this movie that is, like, you know, a musical, almost psychological drama, uh, Joel wrote yeah. it as if it was a porn. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> Which is great. I love it. That's good. Thank um, you, guys. I, that took me about half a minute, and I did it just before we started recording. Very enjoyable. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that's, that's the same as way. Um, so, uh, J.K. Simmons plays mm. Fletcher. This is probably, like, one of my favourite performances on screen. Like, he is Ever. so fucking Ever in intense. History. Just so good. Uh, Carl, what did you Dude, think Dude, it's J.K.? like a thumb acted. It's like a big thumb was... Ha- was oh, acting, yeah, for real. and he, it's he the best like acting ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like, but like he even says it himself. I watched the um, what's it called? Uh, commentary, which yeah. uh, had uh J.K. and Damien doing the commentary. Um, and uh, freaking what's his face? Uh, Miles was yeah. Miles Teller was actually meant to be there for it. Which is hilarious because J.K. is just a real fucker, and he <laughs> and he keeps saying in the in the commentary that that Miles Teller couldn't make it because he's uh he's sleeping in his own vomit somewhere, <laughs> and he says it like so six good. times. Which there's no like it actually might be true. I have no idea. Apparently, Miles Teller is like a massive like you know Hollywood boy sort of guy, and yeah. and. But maybe that's not true at all. It's just J.K. Simmons just went on this commentary and decided to to just like fuck with Miles and 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 say that he was like a, a, some sort of asshole. Like he, they legitimately <laughs> at the start of the commentary, they're like, "Miles isn't here. He's an asshole." <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's fucking that's, awesome. Sounds like a really nice set to be on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Carl, what was your impression of J.K. as a teacher? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, like unrealistically extreme, mm. but mm. fuck is. Do you bit. actually think that? Like, I do. You think that this has never happened? So I think it's um, exaggerated to quite an extent. Since I've actually spoken about this movie to other musicians that have gone further down the path musically than me. Yeah. Um. But where? Where have they gone further down the path? I don't know. One of them. In New York. Like in, in Australia, top jazz bands receiving awards, yeah. studying at Mount Gambier, mm, the best okay. jazz school in Australia, because, sort of thing. And I only say that not because I don't believe you and I don't believe those people, I do believe them, but Damien okay, himself, John. who directed the film, talks about um, talks about his experience because he was a drummer and his experience in a similar New York school and it was just as bad for him. Like yeah. people were really... Uh, like the teachers were really straight up abusive and, I, and then so things have changed that... uh things have changed now like it's not the same anymore but back whenever he did it that was apparently according to him 
really what it was like. Now, I don't yeah. know because I'm just me, but apparently there was straight up, you know, the, the idea back then was was the idea that is conveyed from J.K. Simmons' character in that in that faithful scene um, at the uh, at the jazz club. Um, yeah. So from what I read, it seems more like um, Damien Chazelle's experiences were not exactly this, but it reflected how he felt, which is, yeah. you know, it's not obviously not that dissimilar. Like he maybe he was abused by a music teacher or two, but like I yeah. something I read as a quote from him was like it reflected the fear that he felt in that school for one of one or two of his teachers or something. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, that... well, you know, you know, that is right. And I must say that um, the whole like car accident thing and him showing up on stage, you know, bloodied and then them not stopping the performance. Mm. You know, th- there's a there's a note that I have written. Does this movie jump the shark? Does yeah. it go a bit too far? And I don't think it does because, you know, it's a movie and it's meant to be dramatic. But mm. in terms of realism, you are right, totally right, Kyle, that it does, like, at some stage in the film, there is parts that, you know, uh, become sort of totally unrealistic. But I think the actual, what, what Matt's saying and what Damien has said, the dynamic and the intensity in which people treated each other is sort of true to the reality that a lot of people has seen. Yeah, I can say that. And I'm not saying that the intensity was bad or the over-exaggeration, if you will, the was a negative effect on the movie. It definitely brought it mm. up and made it more intense, yeah. made it more yeah, enjoyable. Totally. took you in and made you feel yeah. uncomfortable at certain parts. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so, JK is so fucking intense. And, and yeah. I think that the original screenplay for this was apparently written as more of a like categ- categorized as a psychological thriller which this movie definitely still is to some extent but i don't know if you call it a thriller right it's more sort of a drama but like there are some little moments particularly one of the first times we see jk simmons on screen um which is when miles is going to peek through the door of the studio band that jk is um is conducting while they're practicing and there's this really smart little pan as uh it's almost horror movie-esque where we're looking through that like window in the door and we pan across a little bit as miles is looking around the room and then we move to where jk is at the front of the room and he's staring miles directly in the face like right into the camera and there's just this like split second where you're like oh fuck like that is some horror movie shit right there and it's just like looking at a there's teacher, multiple you know? times that they do that like with the the sort of silhouette through glass or yeah, like start. have him be in in a way off off screen or, or like a sort of like a force that you know is coming yeah, at totally, some point totally. yeah yeah and and then that is i mean in terms of like a character study in terms of 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 characters and the way that they evolve in their story this movie does it perfectly it is one of the best films i've ever seen at you know telling this story uh, um from start to finish and having the evolution of the characters happen through through without much dialogue there's still a lot of dialogue going in on in the film but you see the changes of the characters specifically miles in his face like yeah, if totally. you watch if you just watch his face without any any you could definitely turn the sound off for this film 
and just watch the facial expressions going on and you totally get the story, which yeah, is one of the yeah. reasons that the movie is so, so good. That's that, um, that particularly the facial expressions in the first practice scene where Miles is um, just, he's, he's just joined the studio band and JK is sort of babying him a little bit. He's before the class, he's given him that, um, the false sense of security reason speech. It's, yes, it's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like that speech looking like, you know, knowing the whole story, listening to that, you're here for a reason speech and knowing the way mm-hmm. that, that um, Fletcher treats your students is like, you are fucking insane, man. You yep. are just fucking so, so manipulative. So almost, well, yeah, genius, but like terrifying. Diabolical. So. Um, yeah. Abusive. Yeah. Mind yeah. And then in that, in that class, so, co- in that studio um, practice, they, uh, like you get, we get this dynamic between Miles and between, um, Andrew Neiman and Fletcher where Fletcher is getting like gradually as Miles keeps fucking up the, um, the beat, uh, Fletcher is getting gradually more like those nice layers are starting to fall away until he eventually throws the chair at him. And if you look in the background of that scene at all of the faces of the other, um, like band members, you can see Neiman's face is sort of like, you know, it's, it's optimistic and it's like, so very like bright eyed young student, everyone else in the room is just like deadpan, like, Oh fuck man, this is not going to end well. Like it's, it's really, really good. Um, you're totally, but they don't warn him. The poor fucker was... Yeah, they don't, they, they don't warn him. Well, because you wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't. That, you know? that, it's, like a, it's like a sergeant in the army. It's not like the other cadets are going to be like, oh, watch out, he'll throw a brick at you. You know, the, you know, you, you're already whipped into into this into this like mentality by this guy. Like they're, yeah. they're too far gone in a way. Yeah. Um, and and in the commentary, I'll keep I'll keep referencing it Please. because I really enjoyed watching the commentary. I've never seen, I've never actually watched a film commentary by the actual um, makers of a film before. Um, Who else does commentaries? Uh, uh, the comedy button. Oh uh, yeah, I um, guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, Demi makes a really big point, and so does J.K. of of giving props to all the actors that play in the yeah, band all the extras. because they really make this movie. Um, essentially, if they were like bad actors, this movie would like, it would work still, but it would have a major, major issue of, of, you know, as I was saying, it's told through facial expressions and all the emotions that you get from the band as to JK's character and as to Mars character and as to everything that's happening, it sort of plays a role um, of almost of like the audience in a way. And then also like you, you just get a feel for what's going on um, really well from, from all of those actors who are also like almost all of them are actually real, uh, real musicians. Um, they, they all play their instruments, but um, some of them aren't actors. Some of them are actors as well. And right. I just think that that's really commendable from this film to have found all these people that it just worked out perfectly um yeah it, it yeah. Yeah, and i just want to ask ask kyle yeah. um h- how do you feel watching this for the second time knowing how it ends and knowing the story that happens is do you also have that feeling when things happen that you're like oh fuck he's just the most fucked up person yeah yeah <laughs> i i couldn't i couldn't sit yeah. still because um it was like a roller coaster. I kept like fucking tapping on the desk everywhere. I kept making fucking noise. <laughs> and then I'd be sitting back and then I'd be sitting forward, sitting back. And then I'd, every now and then I'd yell at the computer screen. Um, 
So I'm not the best person to watch movies. Definitely a yellable movie. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just encapsulating. Like it kept giving me so much drive and emotion and it just kept, yeah, I don't know, sorry. It's very, yeah. in, no, it's fine. It's a very interesting balance between inspiration yeah. as, as we've just talked about the whole like, you know, obsession thing for mm. uh, specifically for an art art style or, or really anything could be for a business or whatever um, mixed in right next to abuse, like literal like on-screen abuse going on and things going absolutely way too far in, in so many ways and you have this, as Carl, you're talking about this emotional roller coaster of, wow, this is really cool, really commendable. I can't believe someone could be so obsessed. I am jealous in a way, and I want to be like that. To the next scene, oh, this person just got a chair thrown at their head, and that is terrifying. What the fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely emotional roller coaster. Well, the things that kept getting me pissed off was the teaching where. It- it was just the abuse and the the drive through negative reinforcement because we all know that doesn't really, yeah. really work. But then mm. the way he explains yeah. it and the way he sees it with um, like if no one through, if he didn't get that simple throw in his head and he was like, it's just okay, yeah. you did okay, yeah. Yeah, then he wouldn't yeah, have gotten yeah. that drive. You wouldn't but have got that pile of drive. Charlie Parker. It is so it's, manipulative, it's, it's, isn't it? But it's convincing. It makes sense the way he says it. Exactly, exactly. Because I actually don't even know if that's true. Like, I don't know if Charlie Parker would have been Charlie Parker if that hadn't happened to him. But the way that they explain it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense that you need, um, you need, you know, you need a grit to to polish a, a, a diamond. It's sort of sort of Ooh, the way nice. that that's beautiful. Yeah. people people put it all the time. <laughs> Do you just but, pull that one out uh, your ass? No, that's a thing people say oh, okay. out of their ass. You, yeah, you, but um, could okay. I could have lied. Yeah, you you're right. Lied. But you I, I'm not. Lied. I'm not a liar. No, you should. Uh, lie. Unlike, yeah, unlike, you're right. JK. Ooh. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm sitting in in space right now recording <laughs> this. <laughs> oh no way! How'd you get up there? Um, yeah. Can I uh, read you guys something from the IMDb about uh, this this uh, balance between uh, that what we were talking about? Okay, Definitely. here we go. Um, <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I don't allow it. I don't allow it. Okay. Okay. No, so don't do it. When asked about the film end, film's ending, J.K. Simmons claimed that he and writer director Jamie Damien Chazelle wanted to inspire discussion and debate and not decide. Are we happy for Andrew Neiman or are we lamenting his loss of humanity? The debate. Uh, the debate I love is how far is too far? How much is too much? Is it worth mm-hmm. it? This kind of relentless abuse might be necessary and appropriate if you're training Navy SEALs, but. I don't know if it's appropriate in a music school, but it's there. It can be productive. There's no denying that. From my own perspective, I'd rather have a pretty girlfriend than go than go work with this guy and have my hands bleed all the time. I would have made a different choice. But that's pretty fucking privileged of J.K. Simmons, an extremely successful privileged actor, to be saying, ah, oh, you know, I'd choose a pretty girlfriend. I wouldn't go for the bloody, you know, bloody hands and the tough workplace. Like, it's because you already got success, bud. But when did he get his success? Wasn't it like way later in life? I have no clue. I'm basing that on nothing. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I he got success when he was like 40 and up until then he was working like medial jobs. Interesting. Pretty sure that's that's the he case. Was nine, this guy's 19 in this movie, yeah? Uh, Andrew, Andrew's meant to be 19 in the movie, yeah? Yeah, 19. Yeah. 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 He's actually 25. <laughs> yeah. And also, 
the last thing I'll say, like, trivia-wise, because trivia is bullshit, all right? Fuck trivia. Hey, dude, I have so much fucking trivia I'm going to give you. Dude, I have so much. You fucking wait. Well, I've got all the fucking well, the, trivia. The, the, the most interesting trivia, mate, thing like to me is... Oh, I'll fucking <laughs> kill you. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. I will... Yeah, anyway, I love you. But um, <laughs> the most interesting thing to me, trivia-wise, that I found out is that Miles was a rock band drummer for a little bit of his life. Um, I think it was like seven years or something like that. I have it in my notes here. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's but been playing he, was not a, he was not a jazz band drummer. Yes. And in three weeks... Um, yeah. And then, so three weeks for the original short film, because this was a short film yeah, before it was a uh, feature length. Yep. Um, he spent three weeks with a teacher doing essentially, uh, not this, but essentially, but definitely like drumming to the point where his hands were bloody. Like he, he went all in to totally in three fucking weeks yeah. become this good of a drummer at, and, 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 and uh, they said that, um, because he was a rock band drummer, he had a totally different um, grip on the sticks. Yes. So right. he had to change his grip, had to learn a new grip, which is essentially like transitioning from knowing how to ride a bike to knowing how to ride a unicycle, ride a skateboard. It's, 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 yeah, it's, unicycle. it's sort of the same thing in a little bit of a way, but not really at all. Like, What's um, some other weird things? it really takes a lot of intense work. And I, I really appreciate that, that sort of commitment by him and i rollerblades outstanding i've out i'm outstanding that damien found uh miles um knew that he was a drummer and they both were like yeah let's let i'm gonna dedicate myself to this and we're gonna make this film and i'm the fucking guy for the job you can't fight you know uh jk uh sorry miles was already you know a somewhat prolific actor um and it's just uh, amazing to me that at that point in his career, he's like, yep, I'm going to fucking do this film and I'm going to be Tricycles. the best actor in a movie for years. Like, like incredible, you know, really sums up that whole like commitment to a character that actors, you know, fetishize all the time. Cars. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like in cars when they <laughs> dress as cars and they drive around. Back to where you mentioned, like he was only in a rock band. Um, he would yeah. have already had experience playing Latin because rock, when you were drumming, rock goes straight into Latin and then you can go anywhere from there. So he would have already had that experience of playing a certain oh, time signatures and whatnot and not as deep into the jazz, but he would have already learned I think Latin the drumming. big thing that they, yeah, the big thing that they um, harped on was that he had to learn the new, the new, um, style of holding the stick it's a different style and then also he had to because he was a pretty apparently a pretty sketchy drummer like he wasn't he didn't do it very often like he so he had to you know build up that pace which that's the only thing i know had to call it the pace that he achieves in this film which is just like mind-blowing you know yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. like how fast he starts drumming Playing you know, fast with position something that i could literally thing. never do because yeah. you can play fast yeah but if you can't play fast Precisely, with precision, yeah. you shouldn't be playing fast at all. Yeah. So, right. Kyle, when you watch this film, do you feel at all that his drumming skill uh, is a bit flat, like, or does it is it completely believable? Um, 
Yes and no. Like with the times when he's practicing and he's just going ham, he's obviously just fucking going ham when he's alone yeah. and he's just losing it. But like that yeah. solo, fucking mad, fucking difficult. At the end. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't yeah. know what it's Holy from, if it's from something. It's definitely got things from like uh, Buddy Rich's big solo with the decrescendo and the crescendo up and the crash cymbal going askew. You were you were listening to Count Basie before we started this um, podcast, weren't you, Kyle? Maybe. Do <laughs> you look at my Spotify? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always a, do. Got <laughs> a spy on him. I was like, oh. hmm, I wonder, I wonder if he's doing a little bit of a jazz right now. Nah, big was, band, so. big band. Yeah. But yeah, jazz. Big band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Amazing. I love big bands. Yeah, they're so... the only. Jazz. Oh, sorry. No, no, you. Um, they're the only. Big bands are fucking mad. They're the only jazz bands that I've actually seen play live. Like I saw a whole set of Count Basie at Paris Cat Jazz Club in Melbourne, and it was oh, mad. That's sick. Dude, I'm I'm very um, jealous of that. Big uh, Count Basie's song recommendation. It's mainly on drums, um, but it's got some wind. It's got the whole big band. Um, it's called Cute by Count Basie, and it's with the brushes, and it's fucking golden. Cute, cute by Count Basie. Um, so, uh, just again from trivia, because we love trivia, don't we, Joel? It's the best. I hate you. Um, uh. Although a visual double was used, all of Andrew's drumming was performed by Miles Teller himself to pre-recorded yep. tracks, uh, and forty about forty percent of Teller's drumming was used in the soundtrack. So a lot of the um, actual drumming that you hear him playing is not him. Some of it is, um, but uh, yeah, he uh, the fact that he can play drums that well is just like it reminds me of Timothy Chalamet calling me by a name like. These are just really fucking multi-talented people. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, for Miles though, like the fact that he didn't know how to play drums that well, <laughs> and then and then he got the movie, and then he did. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, yeah. fucking hell. And, and um, yeah, like uh, they say that about the uh the rest of the band as well. Like all the music on set is being played live by yeah. the band, and and then sometimes they dub over with it, and sometimes yeah. they use the original audio, but. At, at no point in the movie is there like a break. Is is there someone you see playing the trumpet and you're like, is he really playing the trumpet? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you feel it, feel it like realistically the entire time, which yeah. is fucking excellent. And totally, this film needed that to be legitimate. Yeah. Like without, th- there's so many things with this film of of pulling it off, where if you missed that element, it just wouldn't have worked because it's so complex in terms of uh, it's not totally complex in terms of storytelling, but um, in terms of what's happening on screen, it's a lot of things to do that are very difficult, and it just does it. And yeah, um, I really, really like this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like this is one of my favorite movies. On that, um, um, J.K. Yeah. Simmons, he also plays piano. Um, and then in that little jazz mm-hmm. club scene where he has a little piano performance, um, that that is J.K. Um, he did have yeah. to retake piano lessons to get ready for that role, but uh, yeah, he he plays piano anyway. He said um, that he played that song because it's one that he knew, and he's like, he's like, if we do pretty much any other song, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It, was, it was a good song, very much a chill jazz club, like uh, vibe. Yeah, I want to go to a club. That's like a that, great man. scene. That is <laughs> such is. a good scene. I'll take you to. A and place like it's that. filmed in Los Angeles. That is not filmed in New ah. York. That is filmed in Los ah, Angeles. Interesting. A lot of this film the is magic filmed of in. in in Los Angeles, a lot of this film is filmed on a stage. So they have the stage, the bit where the um, I think the final scene, yeah. where they uh, he's they're on the stage in front of the big crowd, 
Um, that stage, I'm pretty sure it's that one. It might be another one of the ones that they played on. That stage, they used that as a place to build sets. So a oh, lot of the cool. like the the bits in in um in the uh, band room or for uh, the, the the studio band. Th- yeah, 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 for the studio band. That's a set that is built on a stage. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> That's yeah. Great. The and and a lot of the film is filmed in uh, LA. Apparently, it had like three days of shooting in New York for different like um uh, to set up different you know shots and things like that. Um, the bit when they're in the cafe uh, and they get mm-hmm. the pizza, yeah. that's in LA. Okay, they d- have done a perfect job of um making this film seem like it's in New York, but it fucking isn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> like that's the magic of it's cinema. really New York feeling. Well, a lot of it's to me some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But even they then, have buildings like, even, in both those cities. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But the the architectural style is actually different between the cities, and and I think that the interior shots for a lot of these a lot of these places, you still feel like, oh, this is a this is a a apartment in New York. Yeah. This is you know yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It is <laughs> I think well the done. movie is perfect. <laughs> I think this movie is uh, actually perfect. I think it's. For what it is, it does it exactly right. Yeah. And it, the way it makes me feel, the way, you know, it makes Kyle feel, the way it makes Matt feel, it's all a great experience. So um, I've been thinking about yeah. that, like, calling films perfect, because in some sense I think that's a pretty stupid thing to say, to say that's the perfect film. But you're not saying it's... Thanks, man. The, no, 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 no. No, I'm just <laughs> not talking about in general. Um, yeah, yeah, but also fuck you. Saying um, something's perfect is normally flawed yeah, but, because you know, as as Miley Cyrus tells us, um, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Miley Cyrus. Um, but that's also know. not saying that it is like the number one best movie. You can have multiple yeah. perfect movies, and also exactly. to, saying that it is perfect. Like, the, I think it's it's okay to define a movie as perfect if, as you say, it does exactly what it sets out to do mm-hmm. in you like the best way that I don't know. I don't know. You if can you conceive. Can, yeah, yeah, I think so. I just like, you couldn't think you couldn't think of a way to improve it and you don't want to either because it's exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. I agree. Know? I agree. Yeah. Um, and speaking of perfect, do you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that, I, don't, I can't find yeah. any flaws in the movie except the very yeah. start where the drum kit is in the center of a room, like at, in the doorway, facing the door. <laughs> I would never do that. I don't know anyone to do that. That's fucking baller. <laughs> with the door open as well yeah 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 it just shows that he's a real asshole yeah. <laughs> he probably got in there he's and the drum was just room. like you know in the corner and he's like nah fuck that man I'm, yeah. this is my room that's the <laughs> only thing I'm with you on this movie yeah <laughs> um well we we can't talk about this movie without going into the final scene which we briefly touched on but like mm-hmm. that performance is like that's one of the most like captivating and intense things i've ever seen in a movie like that is fucked up good and and the way that simmons uh the way that his character sort of adapts and the way that it's mostly or it's basically all in his facial expressions the way that he changes over the course of that and at first he's sort of like what the fuck are you doing here what's going on what like this is not gonna work and then as he sort of starts to see that Neiman is playing really well, he's he comes up to him, he looks him straight in the eyes, and he's, he's I think he says something, he's like, don't stop now or something. Like, it's just so intense and so, so thrilling. Like, 
Uh, who'd have thought that playing mm. drums could be that exciting? You know? Oh, you have no and idea. It's all like it's not all one take, <laughs> but it all it all feels like one take, yes. and the intensity builds and builds and yes, builds yes, and builds. Yes, yes, it's yes. already at a pretty high level because he just got hit by a fucking car. Yeah, man. And they sh- and they did shoot that that him running back and forth in 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 uh in very well not in one take, but they they say that they shot all of that in within an hour. So, so it's all happening pretty much concurrently to the actual timeline. That is, um, um, I believe we are talking about two, there's two different big performances. One of them is about two thirds of the way through. One's right. At the oh end. yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right so you're right. no, but they it, but both in their own right, they are extremely good mm. and they follow sort of similar lines. Um, both of them. So there's the, there's the one where he, uh, they're on a tr- doing a traveling, they're traveling for a competition and, he uh neiman is is late or something he forgets his sticks at the rental car place because the bus broken down and then he goes back to get them and on the way back he gets hit by a car and then he turns up on stage all bloody and they're all like what the fuck is mm-hmm. wrong with you and then there is the final scene where <laughs> no they, they say nothing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they're, they're, they're all, just like they're all looking at him oh? like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah and that's yeah and then there's the final scene where jk invites him to they've they both left the school and jk invites him to come back and play with him one last time and he fucking sabotages him and doesn't give him the um the correct music and mm-hmm. it is just like yeah it's it's re- it's really great to see that character first of all give a good fuck you to um Fletcher but also mm-hmm. to like take control because he hasn't had control of the whole movie that's been one of his biggest problems is that he has just been at the beck and call of Fletcher um and yeah. right at the end when he does ca- take control and then the way that Fletcher sort of adapts as if like, uh, this is what I planned all along. This is my, my teaching methods being justified and like all of my hard work coming to fruition because like he has, he, he has that monologue in the cafe where he's like, people don't understand what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm yeah. doing it like, you know, these may be unorthodox methods that people don't understand, but I am producing and I'm really trying to produce the next, you know, great musician. And to see him it's all of, out of love to him like he no, thinks that no no it, that but it's not out, out of love, love i don't think it is out of love i think that that character is still fucking diabolically evil no but no that's what i'm believes... saying to him oh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's what exactly what right, i said like right. to him he's like my love of music justifies this and we should yeah. talk about like that that philosophy or that line that the director and jk wants uh, us to talk about because i think it's really fucking interesting but just before that i want to say that um, the intensity of the bits where he goes all the way in and gets bloody and yeah. and it's just just you know the the word epic is exactly what it is <laughs> like it's fucking epic and, and you it, know and, the director Damien Chazelle he wouldn't yell cut in those scenes so that Miles Teller would yeah. just keep drumming until he was sweating balls like that's I mean that's what makes the tough. film the film yeah, yeah yeah because they have to have that level of actual real pain and suffering yeah, yeah. to to make the film blood, work sweat and, and then tears, man. and then quick, quick yeah and then there's quick footnote as a drummer you've always always got blisters on your fingers beneath yeah. your pointer and your pinky always they'd all oh, right nice. but you don't but you you don't necessarily go all the way until you're bleeding all over the kit <laughs> no and then stick Not your mo- fist in I, as in most people probably do don't do that some people might it'll fucking hurt so i stop yeah. but yeah, yeah 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 exactly well, i mean that's fucking because you're not insane <laughs> well, well you are a little yeah, bit a little we all bit. are yeah yeah <laughs> but you're not that sort of insane and then um but the thing about those parts that uh so special to me 
is yeah the intensity the epicness but the comparison and what it leads to like those as matt just said those fuck you moments that that miles's character gets to do of tackling him where yes in the actual tackle that happens he actually breaks jk yes. simmons real <laughs> ribs like yes. like oh, he, yeah yes JK so they, broke they, two they, ribs in that tackle yeah that's mad and which is fucking incredible yeah. um and I, I i watched a couple like drummers react to whiplash <laughs> <laughs> videos and one one big point that was kind of common between um what the drummers would say is like i am the type of person that would never let someone speak to me or treat me in this way that if someone did this to me i would go over and fucking punch them in the face Mm. so the moments where he gets the the literal punch in the face of like tackling him and then the 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 other version of the fuck you of like you know, taking this set that was meant to be played and fucking making it his own and, and, and like playing through the pain and going all the way with it and taking the most embarrassing moment in his life where he's been set up to fail and turning that into the, uh, a performance that everyone in the crowd is going to remember for the rest of their life and going to be like, oh, this guy is fucking remarkable mm. is some of the most satisfying moments I've ever seen on screen because it's like, you have all this abuse and for a lot of movies uh, or, you know, storytelling, a lot of abuse happens and then there's a payback. And these moments of payback are fucking brilliant and they really, really emotionally intense to me and I love them. The resolution isn't even necessarily like bad guy loses good guy wins mm. it's be- yeah. because at that no. moment i was talking about where where jk they're both bad guys is, in a way as they, well. they kind of are like jk yeah. i think is i'm um, fletcher i think is the worst because he is in that position of power as a teacher but yeah. like the way that miles as as jk simmons says in that quote i read before that the way that miles starts sort of losing his humanity on stage because it's just completely succumbing to jk's terrible teaching method to, to Fletcher's sorry where I'm not actually talking smack about JK Simmons he's not a bad teacher <laughs> um to terrible Fletcher's person. terrible teaching methods but he's actually and, yes, sleeping in his own vomit right now that's right so. good good friend of ours um he is becoming a he, like he's become a great drummer sort of as yeah. a result of these methods but like you know what's the cost he's he's kind of yeah. going a little bit crazy you know so and that's the perfect time to like transition into this discussion that they want people to have about this film and i want to have um you know for me one of the things i think about with this like abusive relationship is like for me i would never have that i could never do that that's fucked to me like i I, when someone yells at me i shut down so it wouldn't even like i couldn't even physically like go through these things without like totally breaking um but one thing I find very interesting is if we have this this character, Miles's character, we have someone like this who is so obsessed with becoming a great, is it within their right to say, I'm ready to take this abuse? I'm ready to have someone go all the way to, to the pits of hell with me, take me there, because I want to be the person that comes out the other side of hell. Um, is that up to, is that okay? Is, uh, is someone allowed to let themselves be abused or, or 
ask for it almost to get to that point for themselves. I find that really interesting. I don't really know the answer, yeah, it'd, honestly. It would so. be on perspective because his idea is this yeah. is how he gets it. This is what he wants. He doesn't want anything else. He wants this. This yeah. is the way. This is the only way. This must be the way. Mm-hmm. There's no other way out of this because as soon as he, as soon as Fletcher kicked him out, he packed up his drum kit. It was in the closet. It was gone. That was his only yeah. way. And then he got his way again through Fletcher. He, Fletcher was the stepping stone that he had to cross to become one of the greats. So he would mm-hmm. yeah. allow himself to be tormented and abused like that. It was almost it's a, a necessity movie. for him. It, yeah. yeah. It's like a boxing movie. It literally is a fighting movie where he's fighting these demons or this one particular demon and in order to reach what he considers to be greatness. And, yeah. What, what do you think about that, Matt? Like... What do you feel is the line here? Well, I don't know. That's what I was I was kind of talking about earlier. It's like, I feel like I've definitely been in a mindset in my life where I would sort of sacrifice everything. I know it sounds very dramatic, but like, I, I don't know. I played, I played basketball for a minute. I still play basketball, but like there was a minute where I was like, I don't know, 14, 15. And I would like, mm-hmm. I was like getting to like pretty kind of crazy levels of like practice every day for hours until I can't breathe after school and like no matter the rain or hail or shine or whatever but like I feel like I don't know I I feel like I've been in that mindset but I've never had this sort of opportunity that JK that that, um Mm -hmm. this character does and I don't know I think it's worrying because there is like it's it's tough to put all your fucking eggs into one basket, you know what I mean? To like really just go all in on something, especially a career like that, and then well, you only have one life, so yeah, bro, preach. Yeah. Um, but, but like fucking yeah, I I don't know. I think it's it's always a high risk, high reward kind of thing, and I sort of worry that um, storylines that we've grown up with, particularly from movies and books, have encouraged us that 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 moment where we succeed where all of the hard work pays off is far more common than it actually is because you know one one fucking one point zero point zero 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 one percent of people who practice like that are going to make it right like are really going to be paid off the amount of work that they did yeah in their definition of making it of you know being known yeah of being being like the one you know and yeah yeah, I I don't know. It's it's cuz I'm I'm also all about ambition, right? Like I'm currently a writer. I want to be a successful writer and I want like a ideally I, I kind of want to work in Hollywood, but I also know that there's a lot of cons that come with that and that there's a lot of shit that I'm probably going to have to stop doing and maybe stuff that I enjoy that I would have to stop doing in order to put in the amount of work it would take for me to get to that position. And then even if I did that much work and I had that schedule where I'm spending eight hours a day on my craft, then there's still no fucking guarantee that I'm going to get it because most of that is just luck at that point, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'll give a little run at a metaphor that I just thought of. It's like, you know, a rose, right? You have the fawns on the stem running up to the rose and you have to, if you're, if you're, if you're an ant, (laughs) if you're an ant and you want to get to that nice flowered taste, you have to go up that stem and go through all those thorns. thorns. Yeah. Yeah. But what I would say to me, 
a lot of the time you you can just go for a different type of flower like you don't need to necessarily <laughs> nice. take that take yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. road yeah, to, to get there but that but, is so but sweet. i think a lot of people and and matt you have a little bit of this or maybe a big bit of this their mentality is to get the type of success i want you actually you actually need those hardships yeah. because the type of success that of this level does not come without those um, without hardships. Uh, and I don't know if I, yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that because I think that it's different for sport, like for sport, a very good example that you gave there, Matt, of, of the training of basketball every night. I definitely went through a similar phase then, but I didn't ever have like an idea that I wanted to play for the NBA yeah. it was just like I want to I really like basketball so I'm going to go out yeah in literal hail and shoot hoops yeah. until I'm I'm like really cold and have to go inside and eat soup yeah. but <laughs> but yeah 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 so it, 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 Kyle kind of hit the nail on the head when you said um it's subjective um but to me it's like how subjective is it when does someone get to say, no, you can't be abused by this person? Yeah. Despite whether you you want it or not, because it's damaging you, you know, when... Yeah, you know. well, his father tries to do that. His father tries yes. to step in exactly. and say, hey, this is not okay, you've been father abused. Who, yes, Paul Reiser. Yeah. Um, Paul Reiser, he, who's awesome. He, yeah, that that's such an important, like, equation in that factor because, Joel, as you say, mm -hmm. like, when do you get the right... How? What is the line of like when ambition becomes pure selfishness, right? Like, cause and his abuse. dad, yeah, yeah, his dad does not, obviously does not enjoy seeing him. I think, think this comes through best in the scene where, um, that I think she's like a counselor lady is talking yeah. to, um, to Neiman and his dad about like, Hey, this kid killed himself as a result of, which from a writing standpoint, as like a revelation about, uh, Fletcher as a person, as a character, that's a really, really good scene. And as well even written. post that, he um, yeah. said that he has no regrets on the way of his teaching, and this is post yeah. the kid killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. And, and like he didn't want to 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 concede, I guess yeah. is the word that he would use. You know, but in in that um, in that scene, I have to I have to make a uh, a uh, quick um, uh, correct something that I said. I said that cafe scene where they where she gets broken up was the first scene that they filmed. That's not true. That's the first scene that she was in. Uh she filmed. Uh Melissa filmed. Oh okay, yeah. And yeah. the first first scene that they filmed for the movie is the dinner scene where the family is oh, getting nice. into a fight That's because great. Miles is a dickhead and also everyone else is kind of a dickhead yeah. as well. Nah, Miles which I'm, is I'm with, kind of with Miles. So crazy <laughs> because those sort of those sort of large ensemble ensemble uh scenes where you have like multiple cast members, a lot of cast that is not even in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Is very hard to film. Like it's technically hard to film and as an actor it's really hard to uh gauge your emotions when you have so many people to bounce off yeah yeah, yeah. um but it fits right in and, yeah. I, and he was yeah, only a dick it's, because it's his family was a dick to him first and they don't understand his passion he's got like yes, he's, he's totally. got the drive he's got that's it but to yeah. me to me that doesn't to me that doesn't mean that he gets to be an asshole back like you need to have some fucking nah, man. That's patience. that's a fuck you moment. That's what yeah. you were just you were just singing the praises of. That's yeah. a fuck you moment. Yeah, but I actually, I mean, 
there's sometimes in films you know, like a fight, Matt. Like yeah. if someone fights in a film, I don't agree with people <laughs> yeah, fighting true, necessarily, yeah, but yeah, I still yeah, think yeah. it's entertaining yeah, when it happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's it. It's just a personal thing, yeah. and I think that we can all like you know empathize and and love each other. I don't know. I saw that for retaliation to his family. You completely okay and understandable and yeah act yeah. like yeah. he was invalidated and he's like well yeah. no fuck you yeah yeah that's yeah, good um but to me kyle yeah. like i i actually totally disagree. i've been thinking about a lot that um no i don't totally agree okay. disagree because I've, I've been thinking about a lot that i almost wish i had it in me that i could have those fuck you moments and not feel bad about it but i just do like i don't like that sort of thing i don't think it's conducive to like living because uh, I just like people to be nice, which is such a like, you know, people who have a different philosophy would be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Things aren't nice. You know, we live in a world where there's snakes that'll fucking bite you out of nowhere. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, then pet the snake on the head and go about your day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just me. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Uh, all right, there was one, uh, before we wrap up, there's one fucking great piece of trivia that I wanted to spit. Actually, there's a few of them that I'll do. Um, the film was shot over 19 days, which is very, very, very fast for a feature That's film. Nuts. That is incredible. And they fast. say that, they said that over and over again in the commentary, and they also said that in for the short film, it was similar, like they had fuck all yeah. time. And Damien was like, yeah, when I get to make this feature film, I'm going to have it all the time in the world and it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking breeze because I already made this film and then it yeah. was just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, 19 days. <laughs> That's um, mad. For the... Crazy. I know. It's, it's, it's literally in, It's literally like a... It's an insane act. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, why? Yeah. You know, it, what, what, what are you doing? It sort of it sort of makes sense from like a sort of almost method acting standpoint for the whole cast mm. and crew that like, this is a very, very intense movie. And so for everyone to be, you know, to be tense, to be on edge for sort of the whole time, even if it, you know, maybe that doesn't make the most enjoyable workplace, but I have a feeling that might've contributed to the intensity of the movie. You know, everyone is just what? sort of... Yeah. No, you're actually Had you're 100 percent right. right, Matt. Because they literally say that they say that, and they're like, you know, those nights that we went home at 2 a.m. Yeah. and we're just pissed off with each other. <laughs> the next day, we were able to bring those emotions, yeah. and it made those Jesus scenes it. all the more intense, yeah. and those moments even all the more better. Yeah. So you're t- totally right about that. Um, it's like they didn't even need to act. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's almost like yeah. a real life uh, situation of like what they're communicating in this fictional story, which is kind of terrifying. In a lot of ways, you know? that's. That's where you want to get with a film for the actors in a lot of ways. If I'm an actor, I almost want to, I want to be Leonardo DiCaprio crawl, crawling through the, the, the ice cold water um, in The Revenant mm. because the way to get those emotions and get that physical appearance happening, sometimes the best way to do it is to actually just fucking do it. Yeah. 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 Um... Another really great piece of trivia that I found uh, for the slapping f- scene where J.K. where um, Fletcher is slapping Miles as he's playing, um, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller filmed several takes with Simmons just miming the slap, and for the final take, Simmons and Teller decided to film the scene with a genuine real slap, and that's the one that was used in the film. Yeah, so he was cheeks were red. Take where they're like, "I'm actually going to hit him." Yeah, I know. He really fucking yeah. hits it. It's, so, so yeah. they actually apparently they filmed. Um, uh, 
fuck weird film nerds, Matt. Because <laughs> you keep going. Because you keep going. Oh, here's some trivia, here's and I'm like, trivia. yeah, here's what I read. Here's what I saw in the commentary. Right. But whatever, fuck it. Um, apparently, Dude, we do a film you can actually sort of see at the end of of that scene where he's getting slapped, or the end of that bit where he's getting slapped, that his face, as Carl just said, that his face is really fucking red, and it's almost like, uh, I think they say that. Yeah, they filmed a few slaps, and and Damien in the edit was like, "How many slaps can we put in to make it realistic? How many? How little slaps can we put in to make it realistic that his face would get that red? Because <laughs> it's like it's like three or four slaps, but his face gets like completely fucking red <laughs> by yeah, the end yeah, of it because yeah. it's probably like actually ten slaps yeah. that they did um on that final bit. No kidding. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, our final thoughts on this film. I think that this movie is the best depiction I have seen of like the obsessed artist. Um, I think black Swan yeah. is another one that's up there, but uh, this one is like, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot of nuance to JK Simmons character. And even though I said, I think he is kind of evil, we get a lot of back and forth scenes. Like there's, there's a scene where he's sitting at his desk alone and it's, yeah, there's there's just a lot of sort of back and forth we get. Um, and in our uh, opinion, I'll say that um, in the original, like with what they shot, they shot a lot of shit that did not make the final cut, um, and including apparently a lot of shit with JK's character, like just various other stuff that they s- decided to throw out because it makes him more mysterious yeah. and more of a monster yeah. if we don't learn too much about him, Great. which I think was perfect, a great decision. Um, but yeah, that scene, those scenes that we do get to see that little like bit of not humanity, but just of a person. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Humanity really in cool. his yeah. sense, like when his <laughs> yeah. student died and he was yeah, crying yeah. from the ensemble. Yeah. Or when, when he, he talks to that little girl and says like, you can, you could one day. Yeah. You, you can play my dad. Yeah. And yeah. we're all he thinking actually, that girl's He actually, fucked. if you watch... Yeah, I know. Yeah. And if you watch that scene, like, and you pay a lot of attention and you really listen, you can hear that he calls her two different names. Oh, well. <laughs> what? <laughs> so even in that moment, he's being an asshole. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. It's, you can barely hear it, but yeah. Great. Well, Kyle, thank you so much ah. for joining us to have a chat. We always love talking about No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Okay. He's coming. Honey. Honey. Uh, but what's your closing thoughts on the film, Kyle? Like, what, what out of everything do you get out of this? And, and out of everything, it? it's just motivated me. Okay, so the, I'm just going to talk about what I've taken away from it. Um, and yeah, I've just taken away um, motivation for absolutely everything. My crafts, like I'm going to smash out um, a T's website more. I'm going to go out and finish building a bed. I'm going to fucking start building something else. Um, I'm going to hurry up and paint my drum kit so I can put it back up in my room and smash that out. It's just given me motivation for all my different hobbies and crafts and um, things I want to be doing. It's just given me motivation for all of it across the board. That's so good, man. I I totally also had that, like, when I finished watching this this movie and it's actually stuck like recently every day i have a horrible feeling of dread that i'm not doing enough but at the same time that's allowed me to try and do a little bit more um yeah and i think that that is 
uh, gifts that a movie like in terms of what a movie can like leave you feeling and something that a movie can give to you that's fucking incredible that yeah. it can make us like so actually cool. like want to be better people <laughs> and want to be more successful well, and do things not even know? not even better people well, not but even like successful more or better people to devote but, yeah, more energy to our proactive craft. It's great mm, yeah, so cool. yeah exactly yeah thanks for that kyle yeah thank you for having this movie because thank it's you. one of my favorite films and I think it was great to fucking talk about it with you boys. I uh, am really appreciative of you guys doing this and inviting me onto this. Um, and I got to yeah. choose the movie and it was absolutely so much fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. You better fucking say that as well. Well, <laughs> and I mean, I mean there's it. only <laughs> one thing left to say, boys. Yeah. And what that is... is... I hate... No, I'm kidding. I love you. I love you too. I love you. Just wait. Kyle, so, Kyle, we, we wrap up all of our episodes by saying I love you, and if you don't say it, then we have to keep recording for eternity. Okay, cool. But, oh, but he uh, did say it. Let's just keep it. recording. I mean, you have nowhere to okay. go, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that's right. I've got nowhere to be. But, so, Kyle isn't ready to uh, say I love you, so love you. we have to wait until he is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>